And we are the Extra Sisters, so sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 133, and in this episode we are going to be discussing a foreign film that is not part of our foreign film series, but we put on the regular schedule because I watched this film with my brother. He actually introduced this to me back in May when I got to see him because I don't get to see him very often and he was so excited about it because he is all into politics and he was like you have to watch this it is from spain and it is in spanish but it is dubbed on netflix which i have mixed feelings about dubbed films but that's same thing we'll talk about later this one actually was done pretty well i thought as far as dubs go and but you know you can just subtitle them it's okay people will read subtitles (laughs) that was my big problem exactly and and it takes away because you know that's not their voice and it just doesn't match and then it kind of takes you out of it a little bit I didn't I don't like the dubbing yeah I agree and this you know like I said as far as dubs go because I also watched another well we both watched another dubbed film this week and that one was actually worse so bad (laughs) yeah which will you know there was a russian film and the dub was so much worse so as far as (laughs) the the budget for this one was higher and they really wanted to do it well there was not a non-dubbed option because if there was i would have chosen to watch it in the original language and just read the the subtitles Mm -hmm. now i did watch it with subtitles and the subtitles are different than the dub so yes that's the worst part too the subtitles like you know what's going on and then the dub you're like did they even say that right that that feels wrong right so i i do also recommend watching it with the subtitles on but then also you're trying to keep up with the dub and the subs and it's Mm -hmm. it's kind of difficult so but honestly you're going to get the, the message either way it's not a poor dub it's just i wish that if they were i think this was a netflix choice because this is a netflix film i believe Yes, it is. It was distributed by Netflix. So Netflix International distributed it. So I believe that was a Netflix choice to gain a wider audience because I think it was important to them to distribute, which I completely understand why. But I feel like they really wanted to capture the American audience. We'll talk about why because (laughs) it's a really great commentary piece on politics and Americans need to watch it. And I think that they wanted to bring in I, I don't think I think they wanted to not deter people from watching it because of its foreign language and so they dubbed it instead of keeping the original language with just the subtitle option. I just wish that since you did it in Spanish anyways, you would have said, Hey, do you want to watch the dub or the sub? You know what I mean? Yes. Give people the option. Yeah, because when you look for it, it doesn't give you the option. So the platform is like I said, it's a political piece and we're really gonna talk about the plot but more so i think we're going to have some conversation here so this Mm -hmm. will be a a shit on capitalism (laughs) and trickle down economics just not just capitalism though this could apply to just any government or economic style because again this is made in spain so this was not an American film. This was not made, but you know, so it's it's really interesting to see how, because we assume that, you know, America is like the end all be all of capitalism and trickle down. And this was not mm-hmm. an American film. So 
Right. It's also not just about economics. This is, they really talk about human nature in general. And this is a very negative look and introspective look on humans. And I really try to give humans the benefit of the doubt and a very positive, you know, you know, yeah, you know, in horror, especially there can be a lot of, we see a lot of darkness, a lot of death, Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of hard, but it's not all bad, obviously. But this is very, very dark. We kind of see the worst come out in people in this film. Yes. But I, I still highly recommend it. And let's talk about why. <laughs> so our main character, his name is Goring, and he basically volunteers himself to go into this, I guess you could call it a prison. It's it's kind of like a prison. Yeah. Worst type of prison. it's yeah it's terrible so you go into this prison and you get a cellmate and this is a they call it a vertical self-management center the the government does they call it the pit in the film and it is a, a ton of floors basically vertically and it's just this like concrete square room with a big square in the middle and you can see all the way down to the other pits and all the way up to the other ones it's I know that sounds it's kind of hard to explain but even though it sounds easy to explain (laughs) yeah it looks like a hole in the floor that basically goes down forever yeah and there are multiple floors below you. Like We come to find out eventually that there are 333 floors. And there are two people to each floor. Mm-hmm. Which means 666 people. Interesting. Interesting. Right. For reasons. Like we're in hell. Yep. This man goes in there on purpose. And he goes in there. You get to bring one item with you. And he decides he's going to bring a book. He brings his copy of Don Quixote and some people, and you can literally bring anything. His cellmate brought a knife, a very specific knife, a knife that sharpens every time you use it that he saw on an infomercial. Right. Our main guy must be very, very naive and not have looked into this place at all because you end up seeing throughout the film that almost everybody brings a weapon of some sort. So what the fuck? He, He thinks he's just going in to cure himself of the addiction to smoking he's going to be in there for six months and he won't be a smoker afterwards and he'll get a degree what the hell yeah (laughs) you didn't do any research on this place he's definitely symbolic of like the softer side of humanity and Mm -hmm. the you know like you have all these people bringing weapons and then you have this very like artsy smoker that brings a book and is there to get a degree. His trade-off for being in the pit for six months is getting a degree, not smoking. And he's going to finally finish his book. Yeah. He's just going to take a break, you know, in the pit. Right. Now, if it was just that I'd be fucking down. That sounds great. Uh, Yeah. It's way darker than that. Yeah. It is so, so much darker. Cause also like, you know, if, if it was like, I'm going to get a fucking diploma and I'm going to go in for six months and I'm going to get to read and chill. I need a fucking break. I don't want to work anymore for a little (laughs) while. That, that sounds cool. Here's the caveat to the pit, right? They send at the, 
at the beginning you see this team of like, you can definitely tell they are like renowned chefs, like culinary experts. They're making this platform of food. Like everybody that goes in there gets to pick their favorite dish and it goes on the menu. There's like these beautiful cakes and pastries and high regarded cuts of meat and beautifully prepared veggies. And when I say like culinary, like prowess, I mean it like this platform, like Michelin star. Yeah. What they do is they send this food down and they only send it down once a day and it hits each level for only about, I think it's like two minutes or so. Mm -hmm. And you only have that two minutes to eat what you need to eat for the day. They put exactly, just exactly enough food, allegedly, for every single person to eat exactly what they need to survive. Now... How's that going to work for this one platform to make it all the way down to those 300 something levels? And nobody knows exactly how many levels there are. We learn Mm -hmm. because our main character, Goring, has a a roommate, basically a cellmate, (laughs) and his name is Trimagasi. Trimagasi says that he at some point was in like the 130s or 170s or something like that. And he didn't hard, didn't ever get any food. So the fact that he was in the 100s and he never got any food down there and he right. barely survived uh, because he ate his cellmate. And uh, the, there are people in the 200s and 300s. Those people are dying. They're not getting any food. They're starving to death. Yeah. And we eventually find out that basically people are so gluttonous that it only makes it down to like level 51-ish, the food. From there on, it's totally empty. That's so many levels of people just starving to death. Yes. Now, had they rationed this out, and the people know this. The people, so there are sometimes every single month, the level switches. So they gas you and put you to sleep. And while you're sleeping, they switch your level and you just wake up on a new level. And so sometimes people are way down there, hardly eating, and then they get a higher level, like into the thirties or up there, maybe into like level six or something. And they're like, fuck yeah. And they know that the people below them are going to starve because they were the ones starving, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And they don't give a fuck. They're like, nope, I'm up here now. Fuck them. I'm going to eat everything I want. I earned it. They don't care. Exactly. Which I don't know. I I know I love horror and I'm a darker person. That feels to me like human nature right there. Just greedy. That is exactly what would happen, I feel, in this scenario. Even if you got people banded together, there would be somebody who'd be a fucking douchebag and just like take it all. And that's the thing. Like you can't get 100% solidarity in any situation, I feel like. And, you know, I feel like you could get most people. And that's the thing. That's what's so frustrating about human nature. Look at politics as it is now. You can get mm-hmm. most people behind something, but you can't even get everyone. This, oh, this really makes me mad. You can't even get everyone to wear a mask. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. I feel like, I mean, I know you're a positive person and you like to look on the bright side of humanity. And honestly, Connor is a similar person. This year caused him to have like a mental breakdown just about the world and how nobody, he really believes that people care about each other. And watching this year, seeing how people don't, nobody gives a 
fuck, they will take off their mask to give themselves two minutes of, of comfort that will cost us six more months of living like this. It's just so frustrating because it's especially in the United States, like look at so let's talk about New Zealand for a second. They recently went on, I think their third lockdown because a family of three got COVID. They don't know how they got it. They don't know where they got it because they had been COVID free for months and months and months back to normal life. The entire country for three people went on two full weeks of lockdown, no services, nothing, absolutely fucking nothing. They don't go out of their houses for two weeks. They let you get your groceries for two weeks and then everything shuts down. That's how they got rid of it because of three people getting COVID and the whole country said, absolutely, let's do it in America. That's awesome. Yeah. That's how they got rid of it in the United States. It's all about my personal freedoms. Me, 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 me. I, 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 I want to go somewhere. I don't want to wear a mask. I want to do mm-hmm. this. You are, for example, one of my friends posted something on Facebook about how she went to Montana and she's from Texas and she's like, Hey, in Montana, they don't wear masks. And people were like, well, I don't go into a business. I saw this comment. I don't go into a business. If they say you need to wear a mask, I just won't even go in there. Cause it's my personal freedom and my personal choice. Are you fucking kidding me? But it's not just you, you making that choice right now could cost someone else their fucking life could cost our economic problems right now because we can't get back to fucking work because you decided to be selfish. And that's the thing. People are arguing like, well, this is lasting so long. We have to get back to work. We have to get back to life. People are not. The reason that people are not at work right now is because we have waited so long to do what we need to do. This Mm -hmm. has drug out and cost half a million lives in this country alone. And that's the thing about human nature. You see countries like New Zealand doing what they need to do. And then we have this mentality here, which is like the platform. This is, this is, and I know this is not an American movie, but this is America. Do you know what I mean? This, and I know that people will disagree, but you literally can't look at it. It's happened. It's happened. This is how it is. Yeah, literally. People are selfish, selfish creatures. And it's really sad. And like, I, I do believe that people are, they have good and bad in them. And I'm not saying that I haven't made poor decisions in my life, but I try really hard. Everything that I do, I try to do the least amount of harm. And if I do harm, it's usually to myself. So, do you know, right. like, and I think that everything that I try to do is rooted into being a humanist and, it, it, it's okay. I'm so sorry. I'm going to go there. I think that a lot of people that do the most harm are rooted in religion. So agreed. <laughs> oh my God. Agreed. Yes. I mean, I'm sorry to be that person and y'all can hate me for this, but I'm just saying the so- the South is the one that is struggling so goddamn hard to just get on board to wear fucking masks. And you know, that's the goddamn Bible belt. So that's what I'm saying. And it's all about my personal freedoms. And it's like your personal freedoms are killing people. And, and everyone's saying that COVID has, doesn't have a high death rate. Okay. It's not about that. Have you heard of long COVID? It COVID people that get, yeah, that's terrifying. Have, me. It, exactly. Have symptoms for months and months. It's not about dying all the time. Okay. No, they're going to, they're thinking of coming up with a disability tier for people who have had COVID and can't get it back because it is just causing long-term weakness and things like that. Oh yeah. I watched this one girl who started a social media page to document her long COVID. She can't walk upstairs anymore. She can't work. She can't breathe. She has inhalers and and she never, she's 24 years old. She never had any health problems and she got COVID and it wrecked her lung problems that were never there. 
kidneys shutting down. This one woman has now a 10-year life expectancy because she is in stage four kidney failure from COVID. It's not about the death rate. It's about the symptoms that are lasting and people will die early because they got COVID. They need lung transplants. It's ridiculous how little people care about other people's lives. It is sickening. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, this has caused me to change opinions about people in my personal life because they don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's so frustrating to me. And it's not even just down to COVID, y'all. It is everything. I mean, think about it when you're out driving. You know there's always that asshole who, you know, you're all in line trying to get somewhere and he's got a cut in front of you, so he races ahead. There are always people like that. It's everywhere in society, which is so sad. COVID is just the thing that we never saw coming that really brought it out. Mm-hmm. You know, COVID is just that thing where it was our time to do what we needed to do for each other. And people said, nah. I'd rather do what I want to do, which is not wear that mask. Yeah. Sorry. And which is so funny because people are like, you know, I, I'm i a big, strong man and blah, blah. I can't wear a piece of fabric over my face for 15 minutes to go into the grocery store. Right. Oh, and now people who have gotten the second dose of the vaccine, they're showing up with COVID again because they're walking out going, I'm totally fine to not wear a mask anymore. No, you're fucking not. We don't have herd immunity when, you know, you and your neighbor have the fucking vaccine, but nobody else does in Walmart. Like, right. no, you're fucking dumb. Of course you're going to get sick again. Also, Kristen and I both have gotten both vaccines, both rounds of the vaccine at this point. I got Moderna. Kristen got Pfizer. And we're super thankful for that. And <laughs> it's so interesting because I, I was the one that was asking our staff, like, do you want the vaccine or do you not want the vaccine? And seeing the people that didn't want it was interesting but that's beside the point we know that we won our it's like 90 I think the efficacy rate of Moderna is like 90 I want to say like 90 your I think yours is higher you have Pfizer which yeah. is higher mine's a little bit I lower. was I was happier with the well I mean I didn't choose I just wanted to get the vaccine I don't care but I was happy once I found out the Pfizer one seems to be looking like it's going to be good for like the South African variant and all the other variants yeah. that are coming in which is really cool yeah I would have gotten the Pfizer had I been given the choice, but I walked in and they were like, you're getting Moderna today. And I was like, I, whatever, (laughs) like, you know? Yeah. Right. And, but I know that I can't just walk out and like, I will do some things now. Like Chris and I are both vaccinated. So we're going to start seeing each other again, Mm -hmm. you know, but I'm not going to just be reckless and go out and because I can still fucking get it and I can still transmit it. So I, the lack of responsibility is just mind blowing to me. Yes, that's the one that terrifies me. That's the one that's terrified me from the start is I never got COVID, but I feel like I gave it to my fiance. So now I'm scared that I'm like one of those spreaders who doesn't even know that they're doing it. So I went out and got the fucking vaccine for other people. That is why I did it because I don't want to get other people sick. But now I'm finding out that I could still be spreading it to other people. So of course I'm going to wear a fucking mask. Well, I feel like I got it and gave it to you. So (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome. Right. Um, That was a gift I gave to you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Connor. So <laughs> welcome to Connor. So anyways, but to back to the platform, I mean, it all ties in. The reason we bring that up is because this is truly like, there's even this one scene that just replays in my head over and over where this man is trying to, oh God, this really cuts back to the, the end of the movie, but I feel like I'm going to be jumping around a lot. Yeah. This man tries to get up a level and this guy literally shits on him, like literally pulls down his pants and shits on him. 
Yes, right in his face. Right, yeah. While he says, okay, yeah. I'll help you get up here because the, the item he brought in was a rope to climb the platform, like the pit. And he says, sure, I'll help you toss up your rope. And so he's like, oh my God, thank you. The Lord is blessing you. Like they talk about believing in God. And and he says, yeah, I'll help you. Sure, I'll toss up your rope. And the guy is climbing and he shits on his face. So Yes. Uh, and I mean, I know we were trying to get back to the movie, but that feels like a good time to bring up trickle down economics mm-hmm. right you know it's it's not just the selfishness of covid and you know people cutting in line it's also the fucking this is why trickle down economics doesn't work this is why giving all the money to the rich and powerful doesn't work because they sit there and dangle it and go oh come up and come up to us come up to us oh but no you can't get an education you're in poverty you can't get a good working job or minimum wage or insurance and those are all the things that you're not going to be able to get up to us for you're putting oh dang that sucks yeah you're putting way too much faith in humanity that they're actually going to distribute that wealth what makes you think for you didn't what makes you think for a goddamn second that they're actually going to distribute it exactly and that is the exact problem we're in right fucking now which is oh my god i mean it's like a hundred year cycle like i've been telling people it's like the gilded age all over again in the 1920s the the poor were so fucking poor and the rich were so fucking rich and right now we're right there again. Like, we need minimum wage to be $15 an hour for people to fucking live. We're not saying have parties and be great. We need it for them to fucking live. Because currently, right now, you cannot live on a minimum wage. You can't. Especially in Colorado. Yeah, well, it hasn't. Ch- it's $7.25 federally. That's, and that is still true in Texas, where I'm from. And Right. And I know people are like, well, that's not supposed to be for jobs that are supposed to live. Bullshit. Because when that minimum wage was implemented... For it to be a thing that's what people were buying houses on correct and supporting and families on one income on exactly inflation and everything has just skyrocketed and nobody none of these business owners want to pay their fucking people living wages just to live are you fucking kidding me that is slave labor i'm sorry that you know people have homes now and they can technically buy their netflix so it's not really slave labor so you know you can feel good about yourself at night but that's slave labor people have to work at your job to live at all and they have to get food stamps still and this government help and and because you won't fucking lose out on your third lamborghini no fuck you jeff bezos right (laughs) so yeah and that's that's exactly what this movie is like they and and these are nor these are not like they're simulating wealth by putting people on these tiers. So they're watching people that go from poor to rich to poor to rich and in the middle. And because they're putting people on level 40, which they're pretty happy about that. They're not going to get the best, but they can eat a few little green beans and some like little chicken scraps and stuff. And they're not going to die. Right. That's not too bad. They're not going to live it up, but they're going to be okay. They're not going to fucking die They're, you know, and even at that level, the man that he's with so that's the first level they're on i think they're on level like 42 or 48 or something like that that's the first one that he's on with his cellmate and his cellmate's like hey this is not too bad we're gonna eat like it's not gonna be awesome but we're gonna eat and that man even spits on the food at that point knowing that they're not on a great tier but they're not on a bad tier and that the people below them even just like 10 below them aren't gonna get food Right, exactly. And throws like a broken bottle. Like now people have to fucking eat broken glass below him. Mm-hmm. Yep. So fucked up. Yeah. 
And I understand that people get jaded and they get to the point where they're just done and over it and they don't care about people anymore. And that's another thing too. You get so hardened by hardship. I just said the same word twice, but you know what I mean? Like by life. Yeah. And that you just are like, okay, every man for himself, like I don't care. And that's another thing that creates rift between classes and 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 within the same class and that's what they count on too they don't want you to care about other people because that keeps you where you're at and that doesn't that keeps you from banding together and going up like you do you I'm gonna do me it's hard as it is down here I don't care that you're struggling because I'm struggling right that keeps you down that keeps you from rising up and I'm not we gonna in trouble but you know i'm it's we are going to be in an economic downturn if we're not careful because we already are the value of the dollar is about to get fucked the stock market's already on the way down i know the stock market doesn't control the economy or reflect the economy necessarily but when it has a major crash it absolutely does because then the wealthy have a fucking meltdown Right. It does this weird thing like called a depression where the wealthy keep all their money and they stockpile it in mattresses and then we have nothing for anybody else. Exactly. And that's going to happen. I mean, it's already happening. So gold and silver, that's having a fucking meltdown right now. So, I mean, just look what happened to coins recently. So it's it's all, like you said, the 100-year cycle and mm-hmm. be very careful Exactly. Like what happened in the 1920s, 1930s last time? Oh, the Great Depression and the Gilded Age and the Dust Bowl. Hmm. Interesting. What's going on with global warming right now? What just happened in Texas? Oh, my God. I can't even with what happened in Texas. Like it's (laughs) the fact that they're gouging electric bills, too. Like and the fact that oh, this one, I knew this was going to be a long one because I was literally watching this movie like we need to buckle up y'all <laughs> this is gonna be like 20 percent movie 80 percent us just going off because that's what this right. whole movie is yes it is a great movie you need to watch it because it is going to make you think and it, even if it doesn't it's still a really good movie just as yes. it is but oh and also before we go on just to talk about the movie real quick it is scary it is like when he started out saying that we're gonna starve i was like oh my fucking god he's gonna be in there six months how the fuck's he gonna live it is scary. Yes, because they, how do you live if you're not getting any food and you have someone in a cell with you? Well, <laughs> one of you is going to live, probably. Right. Probably not the other probably one. By eating one of them? <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what happens. So they do live. And actually, what happens is they have a pretty good relationship through this month they eat they're chilling they and it's about an hour and a half movie so it's not too long but they're they eat they're hanging out they he's reading to this else and this man that he's with is pretty elderly and he was in there for punishment so Mm -hmm. it is an actual jail and you can pick like where you go like you can go to the pit or you can go to i think an actual prison for but you go to the pit for lesser time it's not surprising. Right. <laughs> like They're like, yeah, you can go there for like 20 years or you can go to the pit if for If you one. survive. It's like go into the Hunger Games. Yeah, exactly. Like literally Hunger Games. But what did you want to say about Texas? Oh, well, I was just going to say about Texas, like with the price gouging and stuff, they, I. Yeah, so fucked up. I, How is that legal? I just can't believe that they are. But I was going to say like they are if if people just didn't fucking 
deal with that shit. They, you know, do you know what I'm saying? I can't say <laughs> in, in certain words. I, you mean like, like it, historically speaking, right? <laughs> like something called the French Revolution happened. You know, if people like rise up, it's that yeah. that R word <laughs> that if you say, you get flagged. <laughs> Right, that one. Or, you know, the union word, you know, when people like Amazon right now, good good on you guys. I am backing the Amazon workers. You need a fucking union. Do it. I was going to tell you, but since we're talking about this on the podcast, I'll tell you now. It actually happened locally in our industry. There was a group of optical workers at a large practice, ophthalmology practice, who is, they're falling apart. And I had an interview with someone this past week, and she said that she had to go over there and work because this in one entire department of this very large practice banded together and walked out on the job. Oh, yes. <laughs> that gives me life <laughs> that's what i'm talking about y'all we need to band together i mean I'm not i'm not like i'm not like starting a thing sorry chris is like rebel <laughs> <laughs> not under me not under me i'm not like creating a thing but yes i mean there's so much of the like like black lives matter like you know we need to band together for the better uh, betterment of our people like all of our people because the rich sure aren't gonna fucking do it they want their goddamn money. And also, what's so funny is I'm so I'm being so critical of Joe Biden right now because didn't anybody fucking want him? No. But right. it's so interesting because I will criticize that man up and down. I have posted like he is not fucking living up to his promises. Is anybody shocked? No. But right. it's they never do. important to criticize your leaders. And mm -hmm. I have been criticizing him and somebody posted like, haha, clowns that voted for Joe Biden are upset that he's not doing the thing he's doing. Don't say that shit when you voted for Trump, ma'am, because you think that he did anything, one, and two, you never, you were like, but daddy Trump, he didn't do anything that he said he was going to do for you. And you just kept saying, oh my God, yes, Trump. No, you criticize your leaders. You don't fucking put them on a pedestal. You don't idolize them. You don't fly their flags. Get out of here with that bullshit. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Do I know exactly what you're saying. Idolize your politicians. You hold them, their feet to the flames, whether you voted for them or not. Period. Mm -hmm. Biden is putting kids in cages still. Uh -huh. He just bombed Syria. Where's our fucking money, Joe? Okay. Mm -hmm. Where's that fucking stimulus check, Joe? Democrats I mean, they did just pass it. I mean, great. Finally. But Democrats decided to bomb somebody before they did that they decided to deport people before they did that they decided to put more kids in cages before they did that which is all things they said they weren't going to do right Democrats. also the i'm not going to write off you know college education or student loans because me too excuse me you're a fucking multi-millionaire don't me too on fucking student loan shit because what you had to pay it off in the 70s when you had a good paying job also don't fucking use me too a sexual assault movement uh-huh that's bullshit. And also, Democrats are just Republicans with gay pride flags and, and Black yeah. Lives Matters fist. Don't fucking ever forget that. So Yeah, no, I, I love Kamala Harris. Like, I'm down. We got a woman in there. That's great. She loves Converse. But at the same time, I, want, I see her. I see her and her husband and how fucking rich they are. That's what I'm saying. Don't let these politicians, whether you voted for them or not, get away with this shit. Because I'll be damned. It's so funny because I'm a leftist. But when people are like, yeah, you're a Democrat. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, <laughs> I am a leftist. 
and in the United States, that ain't saying shit because we don't have <laughs> leftists here. Okay, we have Democrats. <laughs> like that, they're not right. the same. So, right. God, I'm, I'm still watching Bernie though, and he's like still still causing problems. And I'm like, yeah, yeah do it. Bernie's big mad. <laughs> I love. I like. Oh, it's gonna be a sad day when he's not with us anymore. He uh, hopefully made a deal with the devil and will live forever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, back to the movie, so we can keep talking about politics. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is probably the most political that we will get because of this move. Maybe not ever, but like for the time, uh, even, you know. Yeah. Like, Sorry if we make anybody super mad. Listen, I'm not. Because <laughs> this shit is you. If you don't think that people's you cannot ooh, i'm sorry <laughs> you cannot come at me with all lives matter and not wear a fucking mask get out of here right i, I don't want to fucking hear it i don't want to yeah it. because even if somebody gets covid goes to the hospital is intubated and dies you cannot tell me that their life mattered to you because they just were they suffered immensely mm-hmm. they live don't mean shit i'm sorry they will be that is traumatizing Yes. That does matter that they lived. I I didn't mean that. That that was poor verbiage on my part. But you know what I mean? Like they are they had suffered immensely and you didn't give a fuck about them. Get out of here. It only matters when it's black people trying to matter. So get the fuck out of here with that. Right. Sorry. okay, back to the movie. I'm trying not to start shaking because they have this so bad. Okay. <laughs> You're going to have to put a disclaimer on this of like, if you don't want to listen to politics, <laughs> yeah. skip this one. So I guarantee you that's where, okay, that's where our one star review came from. I guarantee it. Politics? Yes, I guarantee they were like, all these people are fucking <laughs> feminist, Black Lives Matter, like, Bolton. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry we care and love about people. I'm so sorry. <laughs> God. I have a, oh, what's really going to make people mad is I, have a cloth mask for the first time now that I'm vaccinated. I've wanted a cloth mask, but I work with like, you know, 25 to 50 plus people a day. So I've always worn my KN95 just to, you know, and I finally got a cloth mask because now that I'm vaccinated, I feel like I still want to wear a mask, but like I wanted a Mm -hmm. cloth mask. I got a Black Lives Matter mask. (laughs) Now I'm going to be in a mask that has a Black Lives Matter. It's just a little fist like down in the, in the corner. So nice. Yeah. I'm not that political. Mine are just like horror things. Like I have a Michael Myers one that says I always wear a mask. I'm trying to fight somebody in Target, so it's fine. <laughs> trying to fight somebody. I also want people to know I'm an ally so that if they're ever uncomfortable, we can like, you know. Right. I got you. But anyways. I mean, I try really hard not to be perfor- like, I know performative activism is the thing, but I will fight somebody in Target. I like i will i don't want to i don't want to but i will but I'm ready. i'll wait until i fucking do it Be like i'll whip my purse at somebody <laughs> yeah i'll throw <laughs> elbows like <laughs> we can go anyways i'm not even drinking but i feel like i've been drinking because my do <laughs> you know what i mean yeah Ooh. This is you're like on you're like ready we're recording three episodes today and this is number one so if yeah right just so y'all know just a little we're recording the descent Two and a russian film called the bride so if those sound a little weird this is why (laughs) (laughs) if i'm like the descent Two was really good this is why right maybe we should have ended with the platform the really strong political one well you know it's fine I'll just I'm gonna take a few laps around the basement when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the platform. So yeah. they're on. So they they have a good month together. That's what I was getting at. And they're buddies. But then, but then they go to sleep at the end of the month and they wake up and uh oh, they're on level 132. And our main character, Goring, he wakes up and he is fucking tied up to the bed. And mm-hmm. Trimagasi, our elderly man, he has his self sharpening knife over here and he's like, look, I'm old, you're young, eventually you're going to get hungry enough to overpower me and eat me, so I just got ahead of this, and I'm going to let you know that eventually I'm going to eat you, because I did that already, (laughs) so you know i'm gonna eat you and yeah but i'll share i'll share some of your body with you yeah like so creepy we're, like we're eating gonna, yourself yeah we're gonna live like we're both i'm gonna make sure we both live but we will be eating you right there will be no food making it down here i'm gonna let you know that right now and which is sad because again they're on level 132 and there are 300 levels yeah so yeah and so a side note, there has been this woman that just rides the platform down, and her name is Miharu, and they say that she's looking for her child that is in there somewhere, but she's just, she's also really dangerous. She's She doesn't speak, and people try to, like, beat her up or eat her or do other unspeakable things to her as she comes down, and she always just kills them, so she's kind of a bad guy. Yeah. That's important later. He does try to check for food, but... Yeah, he waits eight days. He does. And then he's like, okay, I can't anymore. I'm starving. Yeah. And so he starts cutting him. And he does cut his leg because that's, you know, meaty, meaty legs. I'm sorry. They were on level 171, not 132. 171. So they reel down there the the previous he the trigamagasi was on 132 and he didn't get any food so when they woke up on level 171 he was like oh there's no fucking way right so on the eighth day he starts cutting into his leg but that woman that was riding the platform attacks him because goring was kind to her previously when they were up on in the 40s and she frees goring and he kills Trimagasi after he gets out because I mean it's been eight days he hasn't eaten and so he's like kind of first of all that man was cutting into him right me or you at this point dude yeah and he fucking kills him like he starts stabbing the ever-living fuck out of this guy yeah he mad like just like yeah and then Miharu the woman cuts out some of Trimagasi's flesh and they start eating it together because like he wasn't probably gonna gonna do that because again remember he's still the reader the smoker the art Mm -hmm. like this is all very horrifying to him granted there but she starts feeding it to him and he does start eating it and she starts like trying to help him because he's been cut and kind of nursing him but she leaves on the platform when he asks her about her child and then he starts basically being like, he's either being haunted or having visions or hallucinating Trimagasi. It's not very clear. It came across to me as hallucination more well, than it did haunting. Definitely. But I also, I didn't get this from trivia. This is just knowledge that I have. I also know that that's like a superstition or a thing. Like if you eat a person, they just become a part of you. Yeah. So he now he has eaten this old man. So now he is just like in him and a part of him and he talks to him and stuff the whole time. 
Yeah. So now this man is just with him, talking to him the whole time. So he explains that they are now one and the same and that Trimagasi will never leave him. You know, so that makes sense. You know, you eat somebody and now they're part of you. Mm -hmm. Then we quickly cut to the third month and now he's on level 33. So that's exciting. We're back up into the 30s. We're going to eat. eat. Yes. And we're with a woman. And this woman, this makes me so mad. She brought her dog. So upsetting. Ramses II. It's his name. I love his name, though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's Egyptian, isn't it? Yeah, yep, Ramses the second was Ramses the Great, I the most powerful pharaoh. Learned that from Prince of Egypt, which was traumatizing yeah, see? me as a child. So <laughs> I'm sorry about that, but the Egypt part, yeah, yeah. that's okay. That's because religion was in general traumatizing to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was upsetting because she brought this little dachshund with her, and mm-hmm. the upsetting part is she is actually part of the administration, so she's part of the government. And she is the one who interviewed him and sent him into the pit. Now, when I say sent him, he volunteered. So this is his own fault. Right. And she even says, like, you're kind of weird because you're su-. she calls him naive and says, like, you brought a book. Like, most people bring weapons. And it's like, well, bitch, you brought a dog. Right. So what? she's like, I would never yeah. go anywhere without him. And it's like, I would never subject my pet to this. Exactly. She... She basically says that he's dumb for bringing a book, but then she then turns around and acts like she doesn't know what happens in here. You fucking kidding? You know what happens in here. Everybody brings a fucking knife. You know what happens. Why would you do that? She then goes to say that she doesn't know the horrors of this because they make enough food to get down to all the levels. And it's like, okay, she has a lot of faith in people. Right. Which is like... (laughs) (laughs) right so she was diagnosed with terminal cancer and when she was diagnosed with terminal cancer she was basically just done and so she volunteered to try to fix things in within the pit and so basically what she does is she rations her food so she eats one day and then her dog eats the next day and that's how she keeps her dog alive and she also tries to ration the people below her and then she asks them to ration the people below them and she just assumes that everyone is going to ration everyone else's food and it'll get all the way to the bottom even though she doesn't know how many fucking tears there are yeah she gives a wrong answer we find out she's like there are only 200 levels wrong no incorrect Mm -hmm. yeah so she tries to convince the man men on level 34 to do that they ignore her and two weeks pass, and they're still basically like, "Feck you, bitch!" And then Goring says he's gonna shit on their food if they don't do it, and it works. So he says he's going to literally smear shit all over the food if they don't ration the food, and that works. And then she's like, "Why would you have to do that? Why would like? Why can't they just do it?" And he's at this point, he is convinced of human nature because he's had to eat somebody, right? Right. Like he the food people are bad yeah the food didn't get to him and he's like you called me naive but you come in here thinking you can fix this you know like yeah no so one day miharu the woman arrives and she's injured so the two of them try to nurse her back to health and goring mentions that miharu's searching for her child but Imagori, the woman, says that no children under six, 16, they're putting teenagers in this pit. Yes. Are not allowed in the facility. And Miharu came in alone and that she's an actress. 
and that there are that's this is when she says there are 200 levels and her dog gets killed by this woman because she's like food you know whatever yeah she missed the the food thing because she was like passed out from whatever happened the level before then the food train goes and then the next morning she wakes up nobody else is awake and there she sees the dog and i'm like no but you knew it was gonna fucking happen yeah something bad was gonna happen to that dog from the minute you saw it yeah i thought because it was on the platform they weren't paying attention i was so scared about that i was like oh god oh god oh god there it goes yep it was on the platform eating and they weren't paying attention to it and you're like oh there it goes that is that's going down you're gonna hear him get killed the next level yeah they also don't let them keep food so if they know that you take food and put it in your pocket for later they will either freeze you to death or heat you up to the point where you basically your skin starts boil off so you can't like save food for later because they don't want you to take it into the next like level you know Mm -hmm. her dog dies and then they are going they in the month and they wake up and they are on level 202 so she was wrong there are more than 200 levels and when he wakes up she has already hanged herself Mm-hmm. so she basically gave him her body right and so he has to I meet mean, her she was already dying she lost her dog and now she found out that she's wrong that there are so many more levels than she even knew because you can see down the pit and there's like tons more oh yeah and you can you can yeah, you can see down there it keeps going so it's like mm-hmm. she didn't know what was going on she didn't know the problem with this she didn't know there were so many things she thought she was going to come in and fix and she also had to live with the fact that she has been sending people here yes obviously she didn't live with that fact no she out exactly because she had no idea like and when she was you know, inputting people, she was like, "Are you allergic to anything?" Like she was mm-hmm. asking them all these like super benign questions, and had yeah. no idea. Like this was an actual treatment place that actually cared. And this is another thing about the government. <laughs> like <laughs> some of these people are doing their job, sending people to these horrible places. Mm-hmm. Prison reform is needed. That you know they don't. They didn't even know. She didn't even know. And I'm not saying that people in the government don't know, but there are some lower level government employees that are doing things. Let's talk about the military, for example. I'm not saying that if you go into the military, you don't know that they're doing horrible things, but I am saying that there are some people in the military. A lot of people go into the military because they just want an education. And Mm -hmm. this is what our system does. They make you rely on going into the most powerful military force in the world that kills tons of innocent civilians. We are the fire nation, by the way. And that (laughs) these, these men and these women that are 18 years old, right out of high school, you're expected to know exactly what you want to do and you don't. And sometimes right out, out of, under the poverty line or in poverty they go into the military because that's they're out they need to get out of toxic situations out of toxic homes or they need education and they can't pay for it what's your out it's the military mm-hmm. and you're doing things then you're just going to work every day but you're killing people overseas and sometimes you're just sitting in an office you know what i mean mm-hmm. absolutely especially with you know drones and stuff now you could just be sitting in an office and literally kill somebody and have to go home to your wife and kids and be okay with that. Compartmentalize that. Or just not care. And that's the that's the worst part. That's the really scary part. I mean, it's it's something to say that almost every single serial killer that has gone into the military has done well in the military. Yeah. And it's like, 
they paint and that, the, here's the thing about the the United States military everyone's a terrorist and everyone's a bad guy and I'm not saying there aren't but what I am saying is they're not all <laughs> do you know like mm-hmm. there are so many innocents that we just like everyone sees us at not everyone but like there are so many overseas that we attack and bomb that just see us as unnecessary and like well that we were fine you know Mm-hmm. We don't need you. And that fucking Truman Doctrine, man. Mm-hmm. We didn't need to be the world's police all the time. Because they were they were doing... A, I'm not saying we haven't done good, but there's a lot of things we didn't fucking need to do. We don't need to be involved in everything. Right. But the sad part is the UN, they rely on our military to take care of those things. So even the people that are supposed to be, you know, neutral policing the world and protecting people they rely on us to do that yeah i've just read horrible accounts of people in poor middle eastern countries that were uninvolved in disputes that the united states has just gone in and wrecked them destroyed them killed i don't doubt that at all once again greed like you can i mean we go into countries specifically for oil and i know that that's going to bring up a lot of people going no 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 but we we do do that that's literally what countries have always done you know france and england when they were you know chopping up africa and the and the dutch were doing it they were doing it for specific reasons yes it was for slaves but it was also for you know this mineral that they found there or this gem we've constantly done that to everyone we want what you have people are always second yes so yeah but and i'm not saying i don't understand the need for military but i do know that there's no need for our taxes to go first to military and to have a military that is so overfunded that we have such a poor education system such a poor healthcare system we are the one of the worst first world countries and yeah, we put it all in military i mean our military is so outranked by any like no other country has a military even close to ours maybe we can back it down a little fucking bit and that's why we say defund the military defund the police Mm -hmm. i saw a breakdown of a i don't remember what major city it was but it was they had just reallocated all the funds and they did a pie chart of where everything went and it was specifically to reallocate funds to social programs and they gave it all to the police yeah for what i don't doubt that shit at all yeah like just there's no need for all this brute force money and people don't want to argue with me if you put that all into the education system and into healthcare, like there are countries that function perfectly fine. Like we, we other countries look at us and they fucking laugh. Yes. I mean, if you put all of that into education and got these kids set up for life, you wouldn't have so many fucking criminals. Wow. Amazing. Then you wouldn't need such a big police force. I mean, people often commit crimes out of necessity. So like, Exactly. I mean, there are people that are in jail for drug crimes for dealing because they had to support their fucking families and they will be exactly now, even now the marijuana is legalized in so many places. There are people in for marijuana crimes for 20 plus years. That is fucking ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're waking up. We're on level 202. He eats her to survive. And now he's got her and him talking to him as part of him. 
So now he's getting hallucinations of both. And he basically, she's instructing him one to eat her to survive. And then we don't, nothing really happens during that month other than we know that she, he ate her to survive the entire month. Now we wake up on the fifth month and he's in level six. He's, yeah, we're almost done. He's basically a, a rich bitch now. Mm-hmm. He has a new cellmate. Baharat is his name, I believe is how you say that. And he attempts to unsuccessfully climb to the upper level to try to escape. And this is the, the shitting, the shitting one. So yeah. I already talked about that. He brought a rope with him and he lost his rope. And this man actually is a great cellmate for him to have because this man is all about trying to fuck with the system. Mm-hmm. He wants to ascend to the top. He wants to break it. He doesn't want to just sit there for a month and survive. You know, he wants to do shit. And they estimate that there are about 250 levels. And Goring convinces him to ride the platform down with him and ration the food so that everyone gets a share. So what they need to do is they need to get weapons and protect the food until they get down to level 50 so that no one gets food until level 50 because everyone up until that point is going to get food. So they can all skip a day. Not a problem. Right. right? Exactly. And then they get to ride it all the way back up and who knows, break out, get out of here. It's going to be great. Yeah. And so then they'll start to pass out the food and ration it. And then one of the prisoners down in one of the lower levels convinces them to send a symbol, a message to the administration in the form of leaving a single dish untouched, which is a panna cotta, which actually in one of the beginning scenes, the culinary, the one of the paste, a team of pastry chefs were just getting screamed at because they found a hair in it. Like the people care, right? But they have to be precise. This food needs to be pristine, even though these people are just going to literally dig their hands into it. But it's that's it's the message from them, you know, that it's it's beautiful food, you know. Exactly, it's this amazing culinary masterpiece of a dish that made it back up pristine. Yeah. So they need to protect the panna cotta, so nobody eats that. Because they need to send it back up and say, look, we we made it. We broke your system. We didn't even eat this. We all ate and survived today, and we even saved a dish. So fuck mm-hmm. you. <laughs> so they are going down, and they're fighting people off. They're killing people for this. Like, yes. Because people don't, obviously, people are refusing to cooperate. They want to fucking eat. Especially people, people in the lower levels. Yes. Which people in the lower levels, I get it. But typically people in the lower levels are just thankful that somebody's feeding them. So it's mostly the people in the upper levels that are really fighting them. Mm -hmm. So they are going down and feeding people. However, they really underestimated the amount of tears there are in the pit. And... Yes. On the way down, there are 333 platforms. But that being said, there are a lot of people already dead. Yes. It doesn't even stop on levels where there are no live people. And they, so somehow it knows. Yeah. And they haven't even, we're not into the month really that far. So a lot of people have just killed themselves. Yes. And it's really sad. And I'm, and that's fair. Like if you wake up and you're on level 300, like, yeah you know you're not gonna survive or you're gonna have to eat somebody and like i know that 
my survival would not be high enough to eat somebody. Like, I, I think I would be like, Agreed. I'm gonna die. It's cool. Like you, if you can kill me quick enough to where it's not going to hurt, like you can, you can eat. Yeah. Like you can eat <laughs> me, I guess. Like you survive, but I'm good. If you have a high enough survival to eat me, I do not have a high enough survival to live. So please just make it. Do not, do not stab me over and over in the, in like the stomach. Right. Make it fast. Like, can you stab me in the brain stem or something to where it just lights out? Exactly. Something. I don't know if that would lights out, but you know what I mean? In the, in the face somewhere, just gone. I don't know. A knife would be hard. And that's the thing. Like a lot of people bring weapons to where it's not lights out. (laughs) That's right yeah so they are making it down as and they hand out the portions and as they continue to descend they when they reach the last level they do notice a child and it's maharu's daughter hiding under the bed and he gets off the platform followed by the man only to have the platform to continue to go down leaving them behind and baharat does let her eat the panacotta because like he had saved it as a message and he doesn't even want to let her do it. He's like, we have to get in the message. We have to get in the message. Cause that's what he's been all about this whole time. Mm-hmm. But she's like a little child and she's been down there for who knows how long, but kids are pretty resilient. Right. But also he got pretty fucked up on one of the levels and he is basically bleeding out at this point. Yeah. They did get into a fight with the samurai sword. <laughs> yes. Yes. And actually we see this little child's mom that has been riding the platforms she is dead now on that level that's what happened yeah it's it's terrible that kid's traumatized it's awful Mm -hmm. and why is she even there right was Was that the thing you brought i was about to say was she allowed to bring that kid (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah so they actually so goring passes out and dreams of Vahara telling him that the girl is the message and so the next day Gorin wakes up and obviously Baharat has died and bled out from his injuries and he takes the child with him to the platform when the platform arrives and they descend to the bottom of the pit where he hallucinates Trimagasi who tells him that the message requires no bearer because Goring was going to go up because he's like the bearer and that's been his whole purpose because even she told him that like he has a perp like not the child but the one who brought the dog yeah the <laughs> one who brought the dog i don't remember what her name was like uh Imagori. yeah tells her him that she ha- he has a purpose here and he's like i'm the bearer of the message and he's like no no no, it doesn't need a, a bearer so goran gets off the platform and walks away with trimagasi and they they just turn and watch as the girl ascends to the top of the platform so they were able to send a message to the administration that hey a child made it down here y'all are really fucking shit up man right like can you imagine that afterwards they probably did like a whole study on the whole place shut it down for a while it's probably a great thing to do yeah, and, like, at first it's kind of confusing because you're like, what the fuck was the message for? But, like, really think about it. Like, no children under 16. And then, like, she had to have been, like, eight years old. Yeah, maybe. Starving to death down on the mm-hmm. very – for her to get on that platform, they knew she had to have been on the, like, last one, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, this does critique both capitalism and socialist systems, you know? Like, a distribution of wealth – 
but it does humanity needs to move forward fair distribution of wealth is basically what this is saying mm-hmm. and but there's not I'm, I'm just glad i'm not in charge like it's it's very hard and it's it's a very difficult film to watch but it needs to generate discussion you know mm-hmm. and it's definitely a film that you can debate <laughs> because of the yeah. political messages but and it's definitely horror like there's violence cannibalism it's scary like mm-hmm. there's hallucinations and it's super gnarly <laughs> yes yeah there are some really good kills and stuff and like the one i keep picturing is one of the levels when they're writing down you just see like a rib cage or something but just bloody smear around it i'm like what the fuck happened there yeah exactly and i know that we've talked a lot about like the politics and i think we've pretty much covered everything there is to cover on that end of things but like really you know watching it is such a it's just an experience because it's like it makes you mad you mm-hmm. know and you're in this system we are all in this pit you know yes and when you when you think of, I think about it you're like i think i'm in like i don't know i don't think i would get food <laughs> you know like right or i'd get the little green beans that he eats at some point and i'm not doing poorly you know like i'm i own a house and i like my house and it's great and you know but i'm definitely like in the in the bottom middle and that's not a bad place to be i'm definitely not in the threes or the twos or the ones you know so i'm very mm-hmm. grateful to be where i'm at and I'm more grateful to be in the United States than elsewhere, but like there are fucking problems, man. And yes, you know, what's it like to be between one and 10 or 10 and 20 or 20 and 30, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. And like the people that got to the top that had even been at the bottom. One guy even said he's entitled to eat. Right. Like entitlement. Oh my God. That is like one of my swear words to me. I feel like entitled and deserve are the worst fucking words ever to say about anything. You are not entitled to anything. You do not deserve anything. Like you can fucking work for it. Yeah. You can work really hard, but it's not going to just come to you because you deserve it. Right. And that's like... You know, I feel like the people that are in these, like, you know, tiers that we would be in, they tend to give more than the people at the top do. Like, absolutely. Like, that's what they did. They said, we're not going to feed the the top 50 and we're going to ration out the people at the bottom. And they, that's because he was just on level 202, you know? Right, exactly. But really, we have more power, but we don't take it. it that's mm, not saying, not saying the word, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like... Why Why was Rome so afraid of all the slaves that were there? Oh, because they outnumbered them. We outnumber them, you guys. We can make change. Yeah, well, we have to do that. And that's, yeah. that's why when the Black Lives Matter movement was in its surge over the summer, they were using war crime methods to hold us back. Mm-hmm. rubber bullets tear gas that's you, you can't use those on your i say can't they did you're not supposed to use those on your own citizens well this is 20 
This was 2020. How dare a person with dark colored skin think that they're as good as me, right? I'd fuck this world. Yeah, well, and that's that it was scary to them because and it wasn't just, you know, it was all of a sudden there there were black people, white people, brown people, all of them coming together for Black Lives Matter. It wasn't just like it was like, oh shit, you know? Yeah, it's it's not just the 60s anymore where we're just about feminism or just about, you know, black lives. It's we're all fucking over it. We're all fucking. Can we just be people at this point? Can we just be done and just be people No. like transgender woman? What black man, Hispanic man, whatever. Well, that's the thing. Like, that's why they were using war crime methods because it was scary, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah, because you still want to be your racist self. Yeah. Your racist, sexist, keep that person down self. Well, and they have to maintain the wealth at the top. You know, they the system can't break down where it's at. So can't can't change the status quo. And I know, because they're a protected class and they get to be up there and stare down at everybody else and sip their little teas and be like, that's right, you stay there. Right. How's it feel being oppressed? <laughs> you know, like, and I'm not an oppressed class of people, you know, other than, well, I'm a woman, but, and that's, I do identify as part of the queer community, but I'm in a hetero relationship, but like being a woman, I know, but I'm a white woman. So my, you know, uh, oppression is minute in comparison, but right. let's talk, we're talking about classism, you know, we're talking about class warfare. So let's talk about that <laughs> specifically. That's. You know, when we talk about there, there should be no reason that Jeff Bezos and people will argue with me like, well, he made his wealth billionaires. There's an ethical problem with billionaires with a B as it is. Yes. Trillionaires. Oh, don't even. <laughs> but yes. Billionaires. Why do you need it? With a, a millionaires. All right. I'll give you that. Bill, billionaires with a B. There's mm -hmm. if you if you got that you ethics that's a problem. You don't fucking need it. I've actually recently because I like history. I've been watching the Men Who Built America, which is all about Rockefeller and Vanderbilt and Carnegie and the the big money in the Gilded Age who had so much money. Can like nobody else? They were all so poor. We didn't even have a middle class back then. And they were saying at the end, but then Carnegie and Rockefeller, they gave all this money to charity and they built libraries and stuff. And, you know, that's just great. But it was all like even freaking Trump was one of the people talking on there. And it just made me mad every single time he came on the screen. But it was all these other millionaire billionaires who were talking about how, you know, it's not the money. It's the keeping score. That's how you that's an easy way to keep score. You know, you're winning. And it's like you're such a fucking man. Why does it always have to be about winning all the fucking time? Also, I'm glad you gave money to charity, but you did it when you were in your fucking 90s getting ready to die after living on your fucking cash for so goddamn long. You're a fucking asshole. I, I feel like if you're going to make that kind of money, you need to give back to society somehow. And yes, Amazon's great. That's why we pay, you know, for things on Amazon. But that's not what you gave to society. You need to do better. Give something good back. You know, and that's the thing too, like it's hard because there are people that argue against, you know, like I'm vegan and, or at least most of the time. And 
there are people that say, you know, well, like, okay, well, there's issues with like fruit farming in Mexico. It's not ethical. So you can't, you're not more ethical than somebody that eats meat and like Amazon and Shein and these Fashion Nova and stuff. That's not ethical either. And it's like, okay, well, you can only buy from small businesses, but then they get their resources on Amazon and they get their, Mm -hmm. okay, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Let's just get that straight. First of all. Right. We have been pushed into this box and this corner by capitalism we don't have a ton of choices if i have a budget a monthly budget and i need certain things and i can only afford those certain things on amazon i've got to get them on amazon period i have made a conscious effort to start buying i will look on amazon and then i will be like i'm gonna look for this on etsy and see if i can get it on etsy from a small business but i know that that small business probably gets their material from somewhere that's not ethically sourced or maybe they do and that's great but it's we've all been forced into this box and if you again do the least amount of harm possible that's what I do and I try to eat vegan do I like the fact that like yeah I don't want to be involved in factory farming so that's why I personally try not to I don't consume animal products really you know but I know there are people that like meat is just like I don't really care what you do because we've all been backed into this corner and me being vegan is not going to really change that much when Exxon and fucking, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Brazil keeps selling out their fucking rainforest for more goddamn land for cows. Yeah. I am just telling people not to feel too bad. I say do the least amount of harm possible, but understand that we have all been backed into this corner by things that we have very little control over. Absolutely. You should, what's really sad is you should also be worried about the Etsy thing because I have a perfect example. When I was trying to find my husband's wedding ring or my fiance's wedding ring, we went on Etsy because I want to support people. So I bought the ring and it was, you know, a hundred dollars and it came in and it was the wrong size and I had to send it back. And I was like, I just, I was Googling something else or I was looking for something else on Amazon that was like close to his ring, but not. And it just popped up for 20 bucks. So I know that that guy on Etsy just buys it from Amazon for $20 and resells it for $100 on Etsy. Right. That's so shitty, but that's the world. Yeah. And that's another thing too, like do your research. Are they, look at the things you're, you know, looking for. And it's just, and it's hard, like no ethical consumption under capitalism. You can't even Mm -hmm. buy strawberries without it being unethical somewhere, you know, and that's do your best. And know that you've been there are constantly people working against you and I know this is really negative and I your day-to-day life has very it doesn't but has pretty little impact on the grand scheme of corporations that are destroying the environment and I know that every decision that we make fuels those corporations I get it but they bank on that. So there aren't a ton of options, especially when you look at like, you know, when you go to the store and you do those little things, it's like this company is a part of this company is a part of this company, even though they all have different brands, you know, they're all under like four companies. So you don't, the illusion of choice, you know? Exactly. I mean, perfect example, because I was watching that Men Who Made America about Rockefeller. He owned, he had Standard Oil, which was 90% of the oil that was made in the world at that time. He owned. They ended up having to break him up because it was an, he was a monopoly. Yes, absolutely. But he owned stock in every single one of those companies, which then turned out to be Exxon, 
things like that where he just made even more fucking money. Everyone's attached. Yeah, and there's shit we don't even know about up there, so. Yeah. it It's just, like I've said like a bajillion times, do the least amount of har- harm and do your research and whatever feels the the most ethical to you, do that, you know? And if it doesn't do harm to you or others around you, do that. Because you're on this planet for, let's say, on average 70 to 90 years And I'm not saying you can't do harm in that amount of time because you absolutely can. We've seen that with the environment, but that, that wasn't, uh, yes, that was people in general, but like (laughs) one, one vegan, I mean, I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I, I like, okay, I am trying to work on the vegetarian side of it. I haven't gone to vegan and I'll go to McDonald's because I like their egg McMuffins and I always end up having to order an egg McMuffin with ham and ask them to take the ham off. And it pisses me off every single time because I know I'm one of their little tally marks of, Ooh, that ham sold, but I just throw it out. You know, it's hard. Yeah. And you know, it's another thing too, like, I I definitely think there is there there is research to say that if you reduce your meat consumption or and reduce your animal product consumption that it does help but again like you're not one little tally mark isn't going to change anything and if like okay the whole planet did it yeah maybe but there mm-hmm. it, people need there are people that need to eat meat for health reasons and there are people that just like meat and like I don't I don't look okay it's fine you know just there are like Tyson garbage company I think that if where you source your meat matters yes Smithfield terrible company and they make bacon and you can go in the aisle and you'll see one pack that says Smithfield No, no 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 they own all of that they own every single brand there yeah. just because the name is different. It just means that it came from a different farm that had a different name on it, but right. it's all Smithfield. Yeah. Like factory farming is one of the biggest contributors to climate change. Mm-hmm. So, and we could. And also poverty. Like there are so many farms in the South. I, I know of a friend of the family who owns a chicken farm and it's his family-run farm that they've had in their family for generations upon generations, but they are under Tyson. Yeah, They can't do anything about it. They're in the rear. They can't pay for anything because Tyson has them, you know, in a chokehold on this shit. They can't do anything about it. Yeah, there's a documentary called Food Incorporated, and it's not specifically vegan. It's talking about where you get your meat, where you get your eggs, the evils of factory farming. And it talks about specifically getting things from small farms and how they do things. So it actually does show like a family farm's butchering process. Like I know Mm -hmm. that's kind of rough, but it does. And I've watched it and it's actually a really good documentary. So I recommend it. It is not, like I said, it's not a vegan documentary. Also, there are some good vegan documentaries out there, but you need to be careful about where you get your, everything is biased. So just be careful. I'm never going to be one of those vegans that tells you, you need to go vegan or you're an evil person because I do not believe that. That is absolutely not true. But I think that you can make that decision for yourself doing the research, but you need to be very careful where your research comes from because a lot of vegan documentaries and are biased, but there is some solid truth to all of it out there and it can be very good for you. It really helped my hormones out a lot and it's made me feel better in general. And I do feel better about the, my personal carbon footprint, but 
I think that you can do a lot without being full vegan and just making like my boss, he's a hunter. (laughs) He's a huge (laughs) meat eater. They do meatless nights like two or three times a week just because they want to reduce that and also for their health. So there are things you can do, but I'll never tell someone like, you're a bad person. Watch this video of this torture. Like, you know what I mean? That's right. I don't think that's effective. And again, like I'll say a bajillion times, I think we've all been pushed into this. I think we've all been like suppressed and pushed down by these corporations. Like if you need to get something on Amazon because that's the cheapest that it is and you're on a budget, like what the fuck are you supposed to do about it? If you need to go to Walmart because that's where the groceries are cheapest, what the fuck are you supposed to do about it? Yes. Or taking it back to meat for just a second like you realize people never ate meat before they didn't have it available and they still survived and actually had less cancer rates i'm not trying to be preachy right now i'm just saying that you can do without it but we have had all this marketing and everything to tell us for years you know got milk you know you got to have the the food groups on your plate you have to have protein we have all these things that are shoved into our brains we we don't have the time or effort to look into all of them but they're not they're not true Yeah. So, you know, and like, and this all does actually tie into this movie because it is just all talking about like all of these classist things Mm -hmm. and what you as a member of society have been forced into. Exactly. So it's, this is a movie, man. Like it is, <laughs> I'm so glad that my brother introduced me to this and that we put yes, it on the list. Thank you, Chad. Yeah. Cause I posted on Facebook and I even texted him that I was like, Hey, we we're talking about this because we watched it. And he was like, he was excited that, that I liked it and that we, I'm like, well, I'm glad that you like it. Cause it might be a little early, but like it gets a five for me. Like I love it. Yeah. I would probably only do a four only because this is a little more sci-fi. The ending totally fell apart for me. I didn't really understand what was happening because it was so sci-fi, but the message, I was there the whole time. It was so good, that that part of it. Four out of five. The Rotten Tomatoes scoring, so the critics gave it an 80 and the audience gave it a 71. It doesn't have a ton, though. It actually is under mystery, thriller, sci-fi. And it's got 93 critics and it has about a thousand plus ish audience scores. So not a ton on the audience side of things, but it is certified fresh because of the critics. And the only negative, there are three negative critics here. It says that the concept of a film is not enough to make it. If you don't have a good story, it's probable that you won't have a good movie. I don't, agree with that necessarily Mm -hmm. and intense film with graphic and gruesome imagery where solidarity and compassion get tested but this person said that wasn't enough to carry the film but everyone else pretty much thought it was solid so said it was balanced and if you can stomach it it's fierce with its eyes on race class and the ways people can rise up for the betterment by working together so you know it's not all negative because these two do that but it's only for you know, one day and everyone else probably keeps starving unless they break apart the platform because of this message, but you don't get to see that. So. Right. Exactly. I, I understand what they were doing with the little sci-fi ending and how you don't know. And I'm totally fine with that also, but it might've been nice to at least see the little girl make it to the top and I don't know, see some people freaking out. I don't know. That would have been nice, but I wonder what happened. Yeah. I was about to say, I wonder like kind of what, and it would be interesting to see what endings were kind of thrown around 
mm-hmm. by them because I'm sure that there were quite a few written. There always are, you know, for from mm-hmm. movies, and then they always go with one. It's just like you know, it used to be really popular to like do alternate endings and stuff, and now mm-hmm. it's not. But yeah, I'm sure you know it costs more money, more time, production, editing. Yeah, I guess they used comedians too for this movie. Which is Those were the actors? Yeah. yeah. I love when comedians do serious stuff. The main actor, or the main character, our Don Quixote character, he was <laughs> a comedian, or he typically did comedy, and I think the one that was the, that like put him there, I think she was also typically in comedy, so hmm. yeah. So, you know, that's I always like that too, when people do that. And it got all these new reviews after COVID started. <laughs> Everybody's staying at home watching it. Yeah. And they said a lot of people were like, this is the perfect parable for COVID. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Like human society. Yeah. And the strands. Of, somebody said it's the strands of selfishness coded into our DNA about this yep. in COVID. And let, like, that's literally what we said at the beginning. Yep. Well, if you're still here, thanks. <laughs> I know this was a lot to ingest and think about, but I really encourage you to watch it for yourself and see what you think and see if you agree with our discussion and interpretation of the film. It's a pretty like basic interpretation of the film because it's hard to not get it. It's pretty simple. Like mm-hmm. some pol- political movies are like subtle. This one's not. It's no. It's pretty in your face. But it does a really good job of starting those conversations that need to be had and I really I don't think that any actual politicians would ever watch this movie but I wish like if you could just get all of them in a room and make them watch a movie I I think they would completely come up with all these excuses and reasons why it's not about them like oh absolutely like they'd be like well I started from the bottom and I made it you know or like whatever wow the people are so primal like (laughs) those fucking like like, you know, right. at the bottom. They deserve to be kept down. Yeah, like, they are just so, oh, God. The things they do to each other down there. <laughs> like, you know, like. But thank you so much for hanging out with us for this review of the platform. Again, it is on Netflix, and it probably will be forever. I believe it is uh, distributed by Netflix Film, so you should be able to find it there. And you can find us on all of our social medias if you want to hang out with us or unfollow us after this. It is The Exorcist Podcast <laughs> on Facebook and Instagram. Twitter is at The Exorcisters. And if you would like to join our Patreon for more, you know, we do some commentary like this sometimes over on patreon so patreon.com slash the extra sisters podcast we have two tiers a dollar tier and a five dollar tier per month you can head over there and join our little family and next time we're going to be back with you for international women's day Woo, more politics and that is fear runs deep but revenge runs deeper till then stay creepy